Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How's it going? Oh, I'm so tired. I feel like you say this every week. I feel like I've turned into you, and I just don't know how I feel about that. Hilarious. Yeah, I feel like I'm the one at this time used to. I was in bed, ready to go to sleep, and you were always giving me such a hard time, and now the tables have turned. I know. So what are you doing to get more energy all of a sudden? I don't know. I think I'm just high on one. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm just practicing gratitude. I just said to Molly, this has been such a time of reflection for me and like a little bit of growth, I feel like, just because the whole being alone thing or living alone, I was so fearful of that for so long. Mm -hmm. And because I was forced to do that for the last six months, that it's just put me in such a different place. And instead of waking up with anxiety and, oh my gosh, if I don't have to work today, what am I going to do with myself? And I'm going to be here alone and just kind of not liking that is now like some of the things I enjoy the most. And I'm just really like happy that I kind of had this growth period during the pandemic because that also forced me to learn to be alone. The pandemic, huh? (laughs) Seriously. I want it to go away. I miss socializing. I miss like going to an office. I miss a lot of those things, Mm -hmm. but you know, also I'm practicing gratitude for all the things that have happened during the pandemic. Well, that is just lovely. So what have you been doing? The huge, you know, taking care of all the animals, riding my new horse. We're gearing up for uh, the fall horse shows next month. So we're like, we're like in serious training mode. So just, you know, working hard over here. Yeah. Been getting, a, been getting a lot of comments on my, my farm bod. And I really like, I'm telling you guys, the best workout is to go work on a farm. It really is. I mean, your body is completely different. It is crazy, actually. It really is. I know. But, like, I I promise you guys, like, I do nothing but that. Like, I feel like everyone thinks I'm withholding a secret, and I'm really not. Mucking stalls and throwing it into a garbage bin. And And throwing hay bales and and carrying water buckets. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, riding at least a horse a day, you know, That's and the, the property that I live on is really hilly. Uh, and so I'm getting so much cardio, just walking from paddock to paddock to feed everybody and stuff like that. It's funny though. My, one of my best friends, name's Kirsten. She comes out here and hangs on the weekends just as a little getaway. Cause she lives in downtown Nashville and she's like a very active person. And she's always like hopped on a horse to go on a trail ride. But recently she's really actually <clears throat> wanted to learn how to like ride correctly and ride in an English saddle. So I've been giving her little lessons and And she's like such a beginner. She's like learning how to post the trot, you know? And I mean, she, every time we, we, 
do a lesson, she's like, this is so hard. She's like, I just didn't realize how hard this is. You know, I think, I think people think you just get on a horse and sit there, but I mean, she, you know, she's like, my inner thighs are sore. My glutes are sore. My quads are sore. Like I'm just so sore. And she's only really riding for like 15 minutes or so. So it really is. It's a great workout. Highly recommend. What happened? What happened to you taking up tennis? Lord, like I've just been walking and I come back the next day. My legs are so sore. (laughs) It is nuts. How's your new Amazon machine? Well, I've not unboxed it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking I'm going to need to return because it's still in the box. I knew you weren't going to use that. No, I'm still on my walking kick. I've gone from 5,000 steps to 7,000 steps. Wow. I'm going to stay here another week and then try to boost to the 10,000. But I feel like if I get to that, I'm good. Because like 40 minutes a day, I feel like is really good. I'm walking 7,000 steps in like 30 minutes. That's good. Because don't they say, they say, you're supposed to get 10,000 steps a day? Yeah. Like an average. But is it you're supposed to walk a mile in 15 minutes? I mean, I don't know. I think it's something like that. So I'm walking like two and a half miles in like 35 minutes. So you're killing it? I feel like I'm killing it. <laughs> you're killing it? Great. I feel like I'm really killing it. Sorry, but because you're killing I it. I haven't walked like in the last couple of days because today Molly and I went and just like took a drive, a nice Sunday drive through Malibu just to look at the ocean and then drove back. Wow. We stopped and saw Susie, my, our friend Susie. Oh, love Suze. She's the best we should ever on the podcast sometime just because she's a hoot. She is hysterical. Like, literally, Molly and I did not stop laughing the entire time we were there. She is so good. Like, she is just the funniest person. She's single. All of her girls, she has three girls, have moved out of the house. And honestly, I think she's thriving. Well, that's great. Well, it sounds, like you, you, it sounds like you and Miley were thriving today. We really were thriving today, and we had the best time with Susie. We just sat out back and just was just chatting about life. And as funny as Susie is, is like honestly, her advice is so amazing. And so, just it was really good. It was really fun. What's one so, piece of advice Susie gave you today? <laughs> I don't even know if I can say it. <laughs> oh, you can say it. <laughs> so many things. Oh, just so many about situations that you're in uh-huh. that. Instead of just prolonging that, anything that is in your life that there's turmoil, like for me, I like to live in denial and then like mm-hmm. just let it slowly fall apart. And she's like, why do that? Rip that Band-Aid, move forward. Just She was just so good about where she is in life and how she wished she could have handled things certain ways. And when she looks back, instead of taking two to three years, you know, to make a decision about something. And instead of doing that, just like stop and move forward and know that you're strong and that, you know, you can get through anything. But honestly, it's better to kind of just stop the madness and go. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's something that I have also slowly started learning. I'm like, I'm so non-confrontational that I will just let stuff slide and not really talk about it. And then I just hope that things just kind of fade away and then I never have to deal with them. And that's such a bad thing. So I've been trying to be better about like speaking my mind and saying how I feel sometimes. It's hard, but it usually does make me feel a lot better. I feel like it's so hard and I just, uh, I hate, 
I don't know. It's just hard for me to get you to get out of comfort zones, no matter what that is. If it's a relationship, if it's a work thing, it's friend thing, like whatever it is. I'm like you. I just want things to go away easily. And like sometimes I think it is better to just stop and then stand still and figure out what you're going to do. I get really spastic with change and like very <laughs> emotionally anxious. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Susie was just full of great advice today. I love that. Well, have you done any design work this week? Let me think about that. Well, I'll say that I ordered my two Ikea shelves and about eight frames. And unfortunately, Ikea's backed up and their delivery is going to take a month. But in one month, I will have my stuff and I can start working on my bedroom project. Well, that's amazing. And I have continued to move furniture. I can't believe my back's not out. But um, I just was so tired of my outdoor furniture. I was like, I just hate looking at it. But you know what? My loungers that were by the pool, Mm -hmm. I have moved everything off of the porch, off my living room, and brought those lay-down loungers up on that porch where there's a covering. I have laid there and had coffee and red more than I've ever used those in the last eight years that I've had them. Wow. And I really just could not wait to get rid of them, put them on the porch. And I literally, they look so clean and just simple up on the porch and laid there all day yesterday and just was like, oh, these feel so new. And I literally was just not feeling them at all. And so it's just another example of I do feel like when you get tired of things, just moving them around helps so much. And I just did a a lot of my plants around them. And just actually Molly was like, oh, is this your little garden up here on the porches? And I was like, actually it is. And so I've just like all around the loungers, I've started putting a bunch of plants and I love it. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I would love to post it. Post it for the stoners to see. Yeah, it's really good. Now, the problem is now I have no pool loungers. Literally Molly was here yesterday and she goes, I'm going to go lay out. Where the hell are the... (laughs) And I was like, up on the porch. Why would you do that? I was like, because I use them on the porch more than I lay in the sun. And I live here, and that's the way it's going to be. I live here. Let's pivot and talk about paint for a sec. Great. True or false? Can you take a paint sample from anywhere and, like, take it to, like, a Sherwin-Williams and they'll match it exactly? Is that true? Absolutely. Are you sure? Yes. How can you do it? I don't know. They put it under this little thing. It's a little machine. And whatever that little machine does calculates and tells how much blue or how much green or how much purple, how much gray, how much goes into each one. And you, I don't know, but it, you can. Okay. So this is what I'm asking. Because, of course, the color of paint that I picked out that I decided I really loved that I found online, I was Googling, like, trendy, earthy browns for the bedroom. Yeah. And, of course, the shade I picked is a paint company that I've never heard of called Pharaoh and Ball. Have you heard of this paint company? Girl, it's my favorite paint. Girl, the gallons of paint are 150 bucks. And that's who, what I was going to tell you. That's, like, I think it was Cardhouse Green that I'm just in love with. I and saw that. I'm getting ready to paint another pharaoh and ball color called, I'll Can tell Pharaoh you. and ball sponsor this podcast? Because I'm about to go take their paint sample and rip it off at Sherwin-Williams because I can't afford $150 bucks for a gallon of paint. I think paint. you could do that too. But you know what? It's just like, 
it's such a good quality and it's such a good sheen and like it's I don't know it's really good their sheens are really different though than regular sheens well you know I I live a flat wall so I usually do a flat paint even though if it's darker that could give you problems because it's weird it can be chalky but I really like that kind of a wall and then if I'm going to do the ceiling I'll do it in an eggshell and then the trim and like a satin but mine is called Parma Gray by Pharaoh and Ball that I'm getting ready to paint my sitting room. The, the little with the cloud where I watch TV. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that to a blue gray. But Pharaoh and Ball's amazing. But honestly, I love Benjamin Moore. Where do you buy Benjamin Moore again? Lowe's? No, you have Nowhere. to find a Benjamin Moore. Oh, you think Benjamin Moore over Sherwin Williams? I love both. I really do. Well, I'm going to test this theory. I'm going to take my Pharaoh and Ball sample. And try to have them match it. And I will report back, stoners. I will report back. Do we need to focus? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought my paint conversation was fascinating to talk for high design. It is absolutely great. Wait. Absolutely? It is absolutely great. stoned. But anyway, I love this paint color conversation. And I'm just telling you all, a great green is a color called Cardhouse Green. Barrel and ball. It is so good. I don't have another design thing for today. Well, maybe the stoners have called in and asked us some questions. DRMT? I think it's time for DRMT. This one's a little design question for DRMT, I think. Hi, my name's Anna. I live in St. Louis. So my question is a design question. My windows in my living room of my new house are uneven. So I've got a big, like, 80-inch window, and then I've got a 90-inch window. The 90-inch window is shorter than the 80-inch window. So the 80-inch window is really big, and then the 90-inch window is long but a little more narrow. But I'm trying to figure out how I can make it look not messed up. They just look uneven. So I'm trying to figure out how I can make them not look as uneven or as weird in the room, And I cannot just get new windows because I don't have $10,000 to get new windows. So anything that you have would be very helpful. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Tish is deep in thought in this. Well, because I'm trying to figure out, did she say they're on the same wall? I don't think she really said. Because I was going to say you could do drapery and just hang one drapery rod higher. Uh Uh-huh. And then you wouldn't notice as much at all. Yeah, it sounds like one's narrower than the other is really the biggest issue. And 10 inches um, taller. Yeah, so I feel I do feel like curtains, I love how you call it drapery. I call them <laughs> curtains. Curtains would, like, if you keep the curtains, like, halfway closed all the time or whatever, it could probably cover that up. My other thought was, you know, we love a window treatment. Uh, you can actually get really cost-effective ones at Lowe's. That's where I did my whole house. I did the window treatments from Lowe's. And there's two ways you can mount window treatments. You can either do it, like, on the outside, like, where it overlaps the window. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Or, or you can do it on the inside to hang straight down from the base of the window, which I do usually to block out more light but I think if you were to hang it over the window then maybe that would if you just did the the window treatments the same size and let them over overlap the window I think maybe that would even them out I think you do that either with drapery or that drapery huh or you could also I feel like if they're on the same wall that maybe you just 
embrace the fact that they're different and maybe mm -hmm. do something really cool with color blocking paint mm -hmm. and actually make that and I'm going to put up some inspiration afterwards on the stories because I feel like there's a lot of ways where maybe you paint a square around each one and they're different colors and that that makes that offset a little different and maybe into the design where you could still keep the the blinds hung inside the molding and then just really do something really cool with paint that just makes the the difference in those windows seem purposeful. That's what I always want is like if there's been a room addition or something like that, that you want that room to feel purposeful and not like it was an afterthought or was done for, you know, a reason you didn't control, like you meant for this to be this way. And I really think that there's a really cool way to do that with those windows and color blocking. I That's could see idea. just like one square, you know, you maybe do a black and like a blue or and leave the wall white, but that those that ends up becoming almost like art as well. And I think that can be really cool too. I Great love that question. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Very good question. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. Um, <laughs> and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. Well, this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your I, doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. Um, this next question, our answers are going to be ridiculous, but it's going to be funny. Can't wait. Hey, Mama Tish. I have a question about sex and frequency of sex. I have been seeing my current boyfriend for about five years, but we've been exclusive for three years. And I travel for work, so we maybe have sex, if that, once a week. I am typically happy with that frequency but I was talking to my mom recently and she said that she slept with my dad they're now divorced every other night and I'm like wow how do you one have the time for that and two like how do you make it that much of a priority I prioritize my sleep I prioritize exercising so oftentimes if when I'm home on the weekend sex isn't the first thing that I want to do also it's so mental for me that I really have to be in the right mindset. So that's another element to it. So am I crazy for a minimal frequency? Is that too little? But how do I get in that mindset and then prioritize the time on top of it when I have other priorities like sleep, for example, which I know you love to sleep. So would love your opinion on this and any advice that you have. Thank you. This is the best question we've ever gotten. Ever. Did she say her name? I don't think she ever said her name. Obsessed with you because everything you're saying, I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. Okay, my boyfriend listens to this podcast and he is going to hate hearing all this. But like my theory, and I've told him this, is like quality over quantity. (laughs) Quality (laughs) over quantity. Okay, I will have to say like 
first of all, before I had children, so many of them, like, I feel like that I wanted to do it. But you know what? Billy Ray was on the road so much, too. But I think that when he was home, like, I really liked it then. But then after I had kids and, like, a lot of them and I was exhausted. And even now, like, I work a lot. And I think that she said that she does, too. And, like, her weekends are her quality time. And, like, now I'm so the same way because, like, sleep is really important to me. Same. And so is, like, some of my me time. And I really love to, I, like, live on my computer on Pinterest. But it's, for me, that's what I like to do in my spare time. Listen, girl, I think once a week is good. (laughs) (laughs) You're just killing it. Miley and I literally joke, and I don't think we're far off, that my mom and dad only have sex once a year. And I feel like that's pretty on topic. I'm good once every three months, but, you know, or every four. But, no, a long time ago, I felt I was better about it and wanted it. But now I feel like the exhaustion has set in. And I'll tell you the other thing is, is I also feel like there's a lot of other things that I need to make me want to do that. And I feel like there is just something there. And Molly and I were actually, and Brandy and I talk about it all the time, our love languages. And sometimes I feel like whoever you're with, their love language is so different. And maybe that's his love language is intimacy. And Well, you know, men typically, I would say their, their top love language is touch. Like they'll uh, always say that. Like physical, that. Like mine physical is touch. acts of service. I like don't want to come home and find like there's dishes in the sink. Just put the dishes in the sink. Because if I've been gone for four hours and stuck in LA traffic and I come home and there's dishes in the sink and wrappers on the thing and like I have <laughs> other things to do like no like now I'm exhausted and now I'm gonna have to do all of that and you want me to do the, you know what forget it <laughs> so you know what <laughs> I mean, forget oh it now had I come home exhausted and everything <laughs> was done and I didn't have one more thing to do <laughs> we could talk about that <laughs> But you know what? Honestly, I feel like you guys, you really have to make sure you're getting all those other things that you need to want to do that. And I do think it's a priority and it does keep your relationship in the place it probably should be. But right now, I'm just too old for that to be doing it even like every other day is nuts. Once a week, I feel like is actually really healthy. You're insane. Don't you? Well, okay, it's hard for me to answer this question because when I see my boyfriend, it's for like two weeks straight and then we go three months without seeing each other. So until he really comes over here and we live together, it's going to be hard for me to tell you what's normal for us. But because when I go over there, we do it at least once a day, every day, at least for the first week, just because we we get along without seeing each other. But I definitely like if I go over there and stay for like two or three weeks, then, you know, the first week we usually have sex at least once a day and then it starts to back off. And and for me, it's like, well, I just I would rather have sex every other day and it'd be really great than just like do it every day just to do it. And it just be mediocre. Like, let's just make it great. And if oh, I'm tired and like I liked what our little stoner listener, I don't think she said her name. I liked what she said about sex is really mental for her. Like, I don't think for guys it's not. I think it's a little more mindless for guys like they're just, you know, they just. I don't know. It, it, for us, it's like we do have to like mentally be able to go there and stuff. And and it's if we're exhausted or tired, like that takes a big toll on the quality of the sex. So I think once a week is great too, honestly. Perfect. Reinhardt's gonna kill me for saying once a week sex is great. Hilarious. He's gonna be devastated. 
<laughs> yeah. He's like, once a day, you mean? Exactly. Ugh. No, that's exhausting. <laughs> exhausting sometimes. Great question. Loved it. Love the honesty. So let's pivot from insanely uh, goofy to super serious. Hi, MT and Brandy. I love your podcast, and I'm a big fan of YFT as well. Okay, my question is for MT. I was wondering if you'd be willing to share your adoption story. You know, how old were you when you were adopted? Did you ever live with a foster family? Do you have any adopted siblings? Um, I'm 28 and not ready to have a baby anytime soon, but I'm interested in adoption. I'd love to hear your story. Thanks. Love y'all. Love her. Love that she likes YFT. Shout out. What was her name? She didn't say. That's okay. I'm done with the anonymous calls. Me too. So I love this question because I was adopted. I was only, first of all, when I was born, I was a, I was preemie, uh, premature. So I was in the hospital for like three weeks, I think. But I take it that my parents had already, you know, they had already been through the process and so when I actually got out of the hospital, I went home with my adoptive parents who are my mom and dad. And honestly, I just, I talk about it so much that the relationship that I have with my mom and dad, my dad passed away when I was 19, but even with my mom now, like I just felt so loved by them and so wanted and so chosen. And they always made it such a positive thing that I just could not imagine it being feeling any different because like my mom is my mom and my dad was my dad. And like, there was never thoughts that that wasn't the case. And I think the way they handled it by telling me really young and putting that spin on it, like, you know, we couldn't have kids and we wanted you so bad and we chose you. And we just like, it was always just so positive of everything that they wanted. And they were just so great to me. And my, I, like, I have no even bad memories of my childhood. My childhood was just so incredible. And my parents were just so just attentive and loving and so incredible. So, you know, I just had such a great experience you know, as an adopted child that I like have could never say anything bad about it because I just, you know, really feel so blessed and for, so fortunate of who I had as parents. And so if you do adopt, I hope you have that exact same experience. And I have a friend who has three adopted kids and they're my godchildren and they're from Ethiopia and great experience. I mean, they are her children and it's just the most amazing thing to see where they were when they first came here like they didn't speak english and you know it was a completely different world to them and see where they are now and it's so incredible and you know i think for her too like this experience of adopting three kids was just there was it was nothing but amazing so anyway that's that's my spin on my adoption story love love I, I, I feel like, not that I'm not crazy about the idea of kids, but I always thought, still, and still think, like, if I do have one kid, like, I would like to adopt me. Like, I just think, I don't know. It's, it's like, there's so many homeless kids, like. I know. There's so many kids that need to be saved. I know, there really so, are. Pro-adoption. you know, it's so crazy because, you know, where my life went from where I was, like, if I really thought about that, you know, like, I started out. Pretty much being abandoned, my mommy, my mother, my mom and dad. Maybe that's why I had such a fear of being alone or left or, you know, always afraid somebody's going to leave me. And 
I don't know if that's where subconsciously that came from, but maybe, but I just think that's why, you know, for me, uh, like everything I put my faith in is Jesus and my relationship with him. And that's how I was raised with mom, with Mammy, my mom. And there is no other, like for me, I just feel like I was in that God is the reason that why was I placed into Mammy's hands? You know, mm-hmm. why did I go to Ashland, Kentucky? Would I have met your dad? Would I have my family that I have? Like for me, it's just all this bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I literally say all the time, I mean, God has just taken care of me from day one. And I truly believe that. And that started with putting me in the arms of my mom and dad, because they're incredible. Love ma'ams. I need to come out and see her. I know. My mom's amazing. She's best. Honestly, the woman's incredible. I've never seen her drink. <laughs> she I've is. never seen her smoke. I've never heard her cuss. And she spells the word fart. When the kids were little, they would say it just to make her mad. And she was like, don't you say F-A-R-T. Like, it's so good. I mean, Mammy is, is just a jewel. I'm actually so glad she's going a little deaf because I've let a couple words slip around me her too. recently. And, I'm, and I can tell she always, like, kind of looks at me funny. But I don't think she can really hear me. And I'm just like, ooh. I think she's always like, did she say that? I know. No. It's so funny. All right, Stoners, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love mood. Yeah, Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you uh, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Okay, here we go. Okay, so my name is Paige, and my question for you guys is if you have a boyfriend who doesn't smoke weed and is totally against it, but you smoke it because it's just part of your life, and they're threatening to break up with you because you smoke weed, but it doesn't impact them at all. So, like, my question is, what's your advice on how to handle this? Uh, Yeah, thank you. I feel like I need to know more details. Like, how long have you been together? Because I feel like we need to talk to Paige. Can we call you Paige? 
I'm serious. I feel like we need to call Paige because there's so many questions I want to ask. Well, I don't have Paige's phone number. So unless Paige wants to slide into the DM this week, Paige, feel free to do that. We will call you because, there, yeah, I would like to know, like, how long have you guys been together? Like, how serious are you guys? Like, do you love the guy? I feel like there's like a lot of context needed to give you like a proper answer without knowing anything. My gut says to tell you that like something like smoking weed is like a lifestyle choice. And just like anything else, like going to church is a lifestyle choice. If your significant other doesn't share that with you, that's going to be really tough in the long run, especially if they're really that against it. Like if he's the one that is threatening to break up with you and forcing you to make an ultimatum. I mean, that's just something that I feel like is really going to be toxic in a relationship long term. I have so many questions for Paige. That's the only thing. But I would love to know, like, what bothers him about it as well. Like, is Mm -hmm. it the smoke? Is it the smell? Is that he thinks it's a drug? Is it like, I'm not really sure. Does he drink alcohol? You know, Mm -hmm. or is it a religion thing? Like, what exactly is it? Because... I think it can be problematic, but I also, that bothers me. And I think it wouldn't have probably before I smoked, I would have been like, I totally get it. But Mm -hmm. now that, you know, all of my friends drink wine, all Mm -hmm. of them, you know, at dinner or at night, they come in from work and they have a glass of wine. And for me, it's just like, if they could ever get to that point of it being a drug, because it's actually not like, I understand pharmaceutical drugs. Like if you're addicted to Oxycontin or hydrocodone or whatever, but like, it is just like weed is such a natural thing. And from the earth and just like it's grapes and what I don't understand like that stigma behind it. But also I used to be that person, Mm -hmm. but I just think, in any relationship, I don't think that there should be that kind of ultimatum if it's not something that is hurting him or, you know, is like dishonest. I think that hopefully at some point, like the, the communication between you guys is also to educate him, you know, on marijuana. And like, you know, I talk about the history of it because marijuana was legal. It was legal for a very, 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 very long time. And alcohol wasn't. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's what people put in our minds that we are either for or against. And I just think there's so much. But, I mean, I would love to talk to Paige about all of these things. Well, Paige, since Tish doesn't probably know how to check her DMs, I would highly suggest sliding <clears throat> into mine. We would love to have you and talk more about this. Yeah. So, speaking of weed, one of my friends, Lori Kibby, is on this week. And I'm super, super, super stoked. So Lori stoned is, and stoked. <laughs> stoned and stoked. You're right. I met Lori through another one of my friends, and she's so amazing. And actually, she doesn't smoke pot at all, or you know, partake in the marijuana thing at all. But yet, she's grown a massive business called King's Garden, and she grows in Palm Springs. And I think we get her on and let her tell us all about it. But honestly, she has some of the best skin I have ever seen in my life. And like I asked her what she used on it and she said CBD oil. So I'd love to hear that and how she takes care of her skin too, because it is amazing. Great. Let's call her up. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi there. Are you in Palm Springs? I am. I am. Actually another warm day here in the desert. (laughs) It's been really warm there, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a bunch of friends there right now and everyone's posting on Instagram saying it's 110 degrees. It got that hot today? That's what I saw. Wow. wow. I'm not surprised because it's been really hot here too in LA. 
as a yeah i mean a, a couple of weeks we had 120 118 oh, no. unbelievable i tried playing tennis in the morning i go early though like 7 30 still not nice. believe Lori's playing tennis Lori brandy, plays tennis i do brandy told me today mom you need to start playing tennis oh it's so much fun i love it i, love I it. really feel like i really feel like my mom would like it if she got into it I think she would too. Then I'd have a partner too. <laughs> I can't even walk around the block without being out of breath. It's insane. <laughs> can I? But I can play tennis. <laughs> wow. Maybe I should start right. playing. Okay. There so was. we've been talking weed for a little bit on this conversation already. And so it was easy to introduce you. And if I remember correct, you actually don't even smoke marijuana. I do not. Have no. you ever? Um, let's see, in all my years, maybe twice. Wow. Yeah, just twice. I don't like the feeling, you know, I don't like, I don't like that feeling of floating around. It's just not my thing. So good. Okay, so it blows my mind for someone that doesn't smoke and has never really even been a smoker. Why did you get into this business? That is a great question. To be very honest, I wanted to be an investor. And I got introduced to the right partners who needed my skills and bam, off we were, you know, to the races. And it's been, what, five years now. And we have, I think, one of the top three brands in California, King's Garden, best smoke around. It is so good. And they sell it at all the dispensaries around my house. But like, I think people think, and even me, so one time Laurie came to my house because I just wanted to get into the business so bad. And it was right when everything also had gotten legalized. And, you know, I was thinking how easy it was going to be just to jump on in the business. And actually, my business advisor kept saying, I don't think it's as easy as you think. It's not. So why is that? What makes it so difficult? Well, first of all, to be a, a great brand or a great smoke or, you know, to have great product is very, very skilled incredibly skilled. I mean, you know, all those generally men who are growing in their backyards, their bathrooms and their bedrooms, those are the guys who are the qualified, experienced growers. They know what to do to, to get great weed. And it's hard to just jump in if you don't know how to cultivate. And it was so funny because when I first got introduced to you, my friend Juliana, we, we were going to drive and we were going to go and see Lori's space and all this stuff. And she was like, it's in this warehouse. And I'm like, it, what? It's in a warehouse. And I had like no idea what to expect. Like it is intense. When you go in, you're covering your shoes. And I just remember we went through this thing that blows off any lint or dirt or anything off your body. you got to get all the dirt off your shoes. It was like an intense thing of cleanliness and standards. And like the rooms were, I forget, what is it? Like the small plants and then how does oh, that work? Yeah, yeah. The, you're uh clones and then you have your veg and then you have your full plants i don't know if you told brandy about what you did we had great pictures of her up on the shelves holding bags of uh oh my husband put that online yeah it, it's everywhere it is everywhere as a matter of fact lowell who has a you know a weed lounge here in la have that blown up in the bathroom there no oh my god somebody literally called me and goes oh my gosh i'm going to the bathroom in lowell and you're on the door like a like a big picture blown up of you and with a bunch of weed <laughs> yeah so that funny that was that's a great time well i mean you know that we've grown like five times as big now so and, and then the last time i talked to you because I, I was really interested in doing you know like actual weed like thc not medicinal rec recreational 
And your advice was, and that's one reason I wanted to talk about is that now that it's legal, is our people going to be able to be small businesses and small growers, or is it going to be super hard? And is it now going to be more corp? Like, what are you feel like where the business is going now that it's well, I don't, I don't think you're going to end up with small businesses, maybe at the dispensary level, but big business, it's big business now, you know, big money behind big companies that have these visions to be big branded international national conglomerates, whether, you know, whether they pass it legally at the federal level or not, they can own individual licenses in every state that's legal. I think that's what 32 or 35 now and have these big companies very hard now to get into the business except at a dispensary level. That's crazy. So do, when do you think like, will it go be a federal? I when is so. it just going to be legal everywhere? I think so. I, I think probably within the next 18 to two years, 18 months to two years. For sure. So even places like Tennessee and... Listen, Mississippi is looking at legalizing. Wow. Mississippi, come on. You know? That's crazy. My thing is, is I get frustrated too, because for me, it's just... And I said, I used to be such, so against marijuana. And then I look back and I'm like, I I don't understand that. Because for me, I, I have a very strong dislike for alcohol. I think that's because when I was younger, I had a few friends in really, really tragic car accidents that involved drinking and driving. And so I just, I was never that. And I just see there's still such a stigma against marijuana and people who smoke it, that yet truly the statistics about like what alcohol does and can do to your body and really alter yourself. I never feel like that with pot, but I just feel like I am in complete control. And, And I think there's also a lot of really great reasons for medicinal marijuana like you see it now so much yeah well you know i think last time you and i talked i was also getting into the hemp or cbd business which you know full flower cbd from a medicinal perspective has a little teeny bit of thc but is just as effective from a medicinal perspective you know i started another company in in colorado that's going the clinical path on cbds as well so I think that business probably has more because there's more people who can manufacture. It's federally legal. You know, it's a little easier. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Medicinally, it is growing and just going to go like I feel like in five years from now, we're going to be in such a different place with that and him. And also, we talked a lot about like different places like Eastern Kentucky, where I'm from that it's not legal, but yet the coal mines and tobacco and everything is drying up there and they need other resources for jobs. And I feel like this is just such a no brainer. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's seems to be the the pleasure, pleasure choice for most from all ages, from what I can say. I don't want to say the pleasure drug, but you know. <laughs> well, it really is. I mean, it is the, ple- I mean, it's just so crazy how many people like my age now that are starting to smoke and yeah. accept it. I've been reading that the fastest growing age groups that are starting to smoke mm-hmm. recreationally is like 50 and up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and doing uh, edibles. Okay, I haven't been able to get into the edibles thing, but I don't know why. Just like, I love to smoke it, even though I do worry sometimes about smoking quite so much. Like, I just cannot figure out the edible thing. Maybe she's not getting the right ones. That may be, Brandy. That may be. Yeah, I mean, don't you like the taste of them or you can't, they they don't do do their job? I feel like they don't do their job. Uh, 
That is you, a problem. You also said you feel like you get some sort of weird, like, hangover from the edible. You always feel groggy the next day. Oh. If I, if I literally eat enough to, like, make me feel like I want to feel, then I feel like I'm really tired the next day. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it's because the sugar. I don't know. I'm a sugar fiend, so probably um, not. <laughs> that, Though they do say, I just read something that most people prefer to smoke. Actually, yeah. they thought edibles would take over the market, but in fact, for exactly what you're saying, it hasn't. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I have friends that can do that, but for me, it just doesn't do anything at all. I know a lot of people, too, that have a hard time with edibles because they have a hard time, I, I guess, with, like, the dosage. Because I most people I know won't eat, like, an entire one at once. It's, like, a lot. They'll bite it in half or cut it in half or whatever, but then you don't really know how much you're getting. And mm-hmm. I, I do hear a lot of people say things like that when it comes to edibles. Well, they, you know, they thought all the like legislation was going to improve that. So, you know, I mean, one um, package is supposed to have 10 servings, it's supposed to be mixed, it has to pass testing and all of this. But I don't know that they've gotten the technology down. And to your point, I don't think that it's always mixed well. So it's, sometimes you can get just a corner and it has all of it in it, you know? Right, exactly. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. we have uh, also for CBD, like, what do you feel like where that business is going? Do you think it's going like majorly into like a medicinal, you know, just I, like right now it's consumer products. And I, I have to tell you the truth. Most people aren't getting what they think they're, they're getting when they buy CBD products. When you can go into your juice bar, it's just not, it's not been tested. It's not managed. It's, but I think the clinical use of it, um, you know, just now, even with COVID, I don't know if you know, but there's a lot of studies out now that say um, CBD products are helping with COVID, certainly like long haulers who have ongoing effects, headaches and stuff, that they're being helped by using mm-hmm. CBDs. Well, and I read that they're finding, because one of the worst things about COVID is the inflammation of your lungs. And that the CBD oil is being proven that it is helping take down the inflammation and really helping with the breathing as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it works on the same receptors that COVID, the virus goes after. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, the virus is an RNA virus. I don't know the technicalities. I just know this from reading. And uh, the full spectrum, like our product in Andourage, full spectrum it goes after the same receptors. Wait, is, are you actually selling the CBD products now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You have to send me that information. I will. Okay, that yeah. would be fantastic. So, and I always, like, I try to take CBD oil every day. Mm-hmm. And so, what, but how, like, I never know how much. That well, I know on the Andourage product, we have it marked off. So, depending on how much dosage, whether you buy 600, 1200, or 2400, you want to just use a quarter dropper or a couple of drops until you feel like you can feel it in your body. If you're in tune with your body, you should be able to feel, okay, I've got there at the dosage. You know, it's a natural medicine. So, it's not like a pharmaceutical. You take one, does exactly. its job, you know? So, you would start out with just the fourth, see how you feel. Because yeah. I really do feel like that taking CBD, I've been reading a lot about it too for dementia. And how that it really coats like these certain cells that, you know, that they know that causes dementia and like how preventative that that can be for a lot of different reasons. But I just need to find the best quality and know 
you know, how much I should take and all that good stuff. So I need to find that out. Yeah. For yeah. Well, we're, we're believers in full, full spectrum, which means it has everything in it, including just a little bit of THC. Cause you know, when you're out there, CBD products, they have broad spectrum, which doesn't have TBC, uh, a THC and then isolate, which is basically just one component of hundreds of components of the flower. And, and isolate's kind of useless in my opinion. Okay. So yeah. full spectrum. Yeah. Full spectrum. And you want it tested. So if you can find a product that's tested, because like like marijuana, it's fully tested in California. So they make sure there's no heavy metals, no pesticides, you know, that when you're smoking it, it's good for it. It's not going to hurt you from other things. But that's not the case with CBD right now. So you have to be really, really careful. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So most products that you buy at your 7-Eleven or your drugstore or whatever, unless they have the test results with it, you don't know that it's been tested. It could have heavy metals. It could have pesticides. You don't want, you don't want to be taking any of that. Uh, yeah. No, I do not. Yeah. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about is I know that you use, everybody asks me about my skin. And when you see Lori in person, like her skin is glowing at all times. And I think you told me, I know you use CBD oil on your skin, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. Is that all? Like, or do you do a mixture? Well, I use that with Hyaluronic. So I mix mm. it with Hyaluronic, pat it on, you know, once in the morning. I don't even do it at night. I just do it in the morning. And really? is it the same? Is it the same CBD oil that you ingest that you just put on your skin? Yeah. I just, wow. I just water it down with Hyaluronic. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, thin it out because it's pretty thick and it's just a little teeny bit. Wow. Little teeny bit. Yeah. I'm totally going to start this. I'm going to order your brand. I think I'm 53 and I know you're older than me. You're right? Baby. So she's saying, plus um, years. yeah. So uh, her skin, like it blows my mind. Like it's insane. I'm always asking uh -huh. her, what exactly do you use? But, so is there anything else that you want to talk about specifically? Well, I mean, I've, you've hit all the high points. I think the important thing, the most interesting thing right now is with COVID is that, you know, taking CBD oil is helping. There's a lot of studies on my LinkedIn page. We have a, every week, our medical officer is doing a Q&A for people who are suffering from uh, after effects. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. You know, I think the I think the business is amazing. It's growing in leaps and bounds. I think it's wonderful that the state and the government actually nationally made it an essential business. I think it's Me helped too. people big time, you know. So is now your company's up and going where we can link us to your website for to buy the for, CBD? For Andrage, the CBD? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, amazing. Okay, yeah. so we'll put all that information up for everybody because not only can you ingest it, you can also use it on your skin. Well, so. and also, you know, that Entourage has a pain cream that and a and a bath soak. So if you want it on your Ooh, full body, that sounds bath, amazing. It is amazing, actually. I'll tell you, my husband swears by it. it I need that it every night. It takes away every ache and pain. It's relaxing. It's incredible. I need that. I take a bath in magnesium salts almost every single night because from my sore muscles from horseback riding, but that sounds awesome. Oh, I would highly recommend it. It's amazing. When, when you put it in, you want to make sure you rinse the bottle so you get every bit out. It'll take a bath or two, but by your third bath, trust me. I'm sold. But thank okay. you so much for coming on. This was well, great. Thank you. thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have oh, a great and I have story. to tell you how proud I am of Morgan. She is so freaking awesome. This uh, Laurie's daughter, Morgan, who I'm also friends with and hang out with. I was just saying it's weird because I'm friends with Lori, but I'm also friends with her daughter who lives here. 
and hang out with Morgan too. And she's got some stuff in on the Gaga new Gaga album. Yeah. And she's just having so much success. And I want to have her on about female empowerment because she's so uh, cool. She would love that. She would love that. I'll have to meet your girls. That'd be great. <laughs> you have to. But I love Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. So, well, you're, you're pretty. You've got a, a quite a parcel of uh, successful young women in your life too. Pretty I amazing. really, really do. Yeah. Pretty amazing. I do. Okay, well, it was good seeing okay. you. Okay, thank you. Okay, Talk to you later. Bye. 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 We can't end the episode without hearing about the weekly baked goods. Ooh, okay. It's just baked goods. That's what we're going with, right? It's just baked goods. I love it. So, I'm such a nut. I was in my pool and freaking dropped my Kindle in the water. Oh, no. And it didn't survive, I assume. I love my Kindle. I don't know if you guys love Kindles, but if you even know what a Kindle is, but it's a reading device. And as much as everybody goes, why don't you just do that on your iPad? Well, because the iPad has a glare on it if you're in your sun and you cannot read a darn thing. So anyway, it literally, the Kindle is amazing because you can see it anywhere. And I use it all the time. And guess what? Now they come waterproof. And so now if I drop mine in the pool again, it's going to be all okay. So that's what I ordered. I ordered a new Kindle Paperwhite. Wow. And the ones that aren't waterproof are less expensive. But you know what? Now that I've dropped mine in the pool, I ordered the waterproof. And I just love it. And you can actually get emails and all kinds of stuff on Kindles. Really? Yeah. So anyway, it says it's arriving tomorrow and I could not be happier because all weekend I've been wanting to read my Kindle and I couldn't because it died after it dropped in the pool. Amazon should really be paying us for this advertisement. But anyway, Kindles are <laughs> I love mine. The thing I ordered is the Saint-Tropez Self-Tan Express Advanced Bronzing Mousse. Well, that sounds intense. But you know what is? It is the best color of self-tanner. And I, at my age, do not tan my face. Like, I slather a 50 on my face. I wear a hat. I put on shades. Like, I'm protecting the face skin at all costs. So my tummy and my arms are so tan right now. Actually, almost a little too tan. I've been putting sunscreen on my arms, like down by my wrist and stuff, because they get way too dark. But then my face is so white. So I'll just take this bronzing mousse, and they make the little pads that aren't the big ones for your body, but little face, you know, face tanning pads. And I just put like a couple pumps I literally put on my moisturizer on my face, a couple pumps of the self-tanner and put it on my face. And the next day, my face and my body match perfect. And I love it. Get your tan on, girl. <laughs> I have to make my face ma- match my body or that would have be to. But anyway, it's really good. And it's fast. Well, I have some questions about your order history real quick. <laughs> Healing conversations, talking yourself out of conflict and loneliness. Who's that for? Last week. Oh, that's the book? Yes. That we. She asked me where I was. Where was she last week? I don't know. I, I really, for, when I first saw it, I thought it was for sure for Miley because she loves a self-help book. <laughs> she does. No, this is Pastor Dave, and I love this book. And actually, when we, me and Susie were talking, I was telling her how much I learned from this book and how now I'm very conscious about not just trying to be right mm-hmm. and keeping an argument going just to be right that mm-hmm. I really do think about that now. So again, I'm just, let's plug Dave's book because it's amazing. Um, could you add something for me on your Amazon picks? 
Well, I could. What is it? I feel like it's something you use too. Have we talked about the Malibu crystals? You know what? I just got those and haven't used them yet. Tell everybody what, tell the people what those do. The stoners, have you used it ever or no? No, but I need to. Okay. There's this stuff called Malibu. You can get it on Amazon. And it's literally, it's literally like a powder. They're little tiny packets. And I've been using them once a week on my hair. It's for blonde hair, but honestly, I feel like you could use it on any hair. And what it does is it basically gets rid of all the impurities that your hair soaks up from your water. And so if you have blonde hair like me and my mom, like mine turns a little yellow and just dingy. It looks a little dishwatery. I'm telling you guys, once a week treatment with this Malibu stuff, it makes like every time I use it the next day, people are like, oh, did you get your hair highlighted? You look great. Everybody notices that my hair is brighter and blonder and looks better the day after I use this Malibu stuff. It is incredible and it's really inexpensive. You can do it yourself in the shower. You just rub it into your hair and it is just a game changer for me. Wow. That is incredible because I, I, first of all, I know highlights since February I'm dying to get it done, but maybe I'll use that now. You have to. Try to, to. lighten it up a little bit. But it you will. know what? Miley swears by it, too. Yeah. So Miley and I both heard about this stuff through um, Justin Anderson, who owns DP Hue Salon in L.A. Um, he's been a friend of ours for a long, long time. Actually, his family um, lived next door to my parents' house when they first moved to L.A. Um, small world. But this stuff is seriously amazing. I'm a huge fan of it. But really just like... It makes my hair so much brighter. I just, it's like magic. So highly recommend. Okay. Yeah. I'll put that on the list too. And actually I'm going to go use some because I have got to wash this hair. It has not been washed for like four days. I like, I'm just trying not to wash my hair so much and it is so healthy right now, but I cannot wait to get some highlights in this head. It's crazy. I feel you. Well, before you go do that, let's just remind the stoners we have a phone number and we have a voicemail set up where you guys can call, ask questions, ask for advice. Um, they can be about interior design, which, you know, Tish the Dish loves to talk about, but it can also just be like life questions, relationship questions, topics, thoughts, starters, just really anything you want. I'm about to give you guys the phone number. So like pull out your phone, open up your notes, whatever you got to do. The phone number is 818-839-0534. Call us. Send us questions for DRMT. And honestly, you can tell me what some of your baked goods are, too, if you want to leave a message. Oh, totally. Yeah, tell us some good baked goods. I can go try. Totally. Also, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. I really like, I've been saying it for a couple weeks, but it's time we got some family members on this podcast. So we're going to be working on getting some of the, the fam bam on here so we can tell embarrassing stories. Okay, that sounds fun. I think we may start with Noah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we love you. I got to go watch the new episode of Yellowstone. Okay. Brandy's frozen. So I'm going to have to like wrap up this podcast. I'm going to screenshot her so I can put this on my stories later too. Hold on. Here we go. (laughs) It's so good. But anyway, stoners, I'm going to wrap this up since Brandy for some reason is frozen in a very weird facial expression. But can't wait to talk to y'all next week. See you later. Sorry, I'm stoned. Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.